Good morning and happy Monday. I'm Greg Schaefer and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Cybersecurity Quick Strike for Monday, August 7th, 2023. Let's jump right into it. We start out from Bleeping Computer, which says that a team of researchers from British universities has trained a deep learning model that can steal data from keyboard keystrokes recorded using a microphone with an accuracy of 95%. Scary stuff. When Zoom was used for training the sound classification algorithm, the prediction accuracy dropped to 93%, which is still dangerously high and a record for that medium. Such an attack severely affects the target's data security as it could leak, obviously, people's passwords, discussions, messages, or other sensitive information to malicious third parties. Moreover, contrary to other side channel attacks that require special considerations and conditions and are subject to data rate and distance limitations, Acoustic attacks have become much simpler due to the abundance of microphone-bearing devices that can achieve high-quality audio captures. This, combined with the rapid advancements in machine learning, as in generative AI, makes sound-based side-channel attacks feasible and a lot more dangerous than previously anticipated. Now, for users that are overly worried about their acoustic side-channel attacks, the paper that is linked in this article, which is also linked in the show notes, not the paper, but the article, the paper suggests that they may try alt-typing styles and using randomized passwords. I don't know how possible that is to alter typing styles. I've been typing the same since I first had my first typing class in middle school with Mr. Bologna. And that was when I was in sixth grade, sometime in the middle of the 1970s. So you're talking a good 40 plus years of typing hunt and peck. Don't think I'm going to change that. From the Hacker News, U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, is warning about cyber crooks masquerading as legitimate non-fungible token NFT because acronyms developers to steal cryptocurrency and other digital assets from unsuspecting users. In these fraudulent schemes, criminals either obtain direct access to NFT developer social media accounts or create a lookalike account to promote exclusive new NFT releases, often employing misleading advertising campaigns. That creates a sense of urgency to pull them off. FOMO, fear of missing out. I like that acronym. I added that to the article, by the way. Quote, links provided in these announcements are phishing links directing victims to a spoofed website that appears to be a legitimate extension of a particular project, NFT project, the FBI said in an advisory last week. The replica websites urge potential targets to connect their cryptocurrency wallets and purchase the NFT only for the threat actors to siphon the funds and NFTs to wallets under their control. Bye-bye money. Content stolen from victims' wallets are often processed through a series of cryptocurrency mixers and exchanges to obfuscate the path and final destination of the stolen NFTs, the agency said. To mitigate the risk posed by such scams, it is recommended that users carry out due diligence and review social media accounts and websites to verify their legitimacy. VCSO Services is a small, specialized, veteran-owned information security firm with a calling founded on Christian values and focused on the needs of small and mid-sized businesses. Our passion is to help small and mid-sized businesses gain a fighting chance in an increasingly hostile cybersecurity threat environment by providing executive part-time virtual CISO services, information security risk management services, and CISO advisory services. Check them out at 
vcsoservices.com. The National Credit Union Administration, or NCUA, says cyber attacks against credit union service providers are trending upward. This is from the Credit Union National Association, C-U-N-A, acronym collision almost there. NCUA has observed a rise in cyber attacks against credit unions, credit union service organizations, CUSOs, because we need another acronym to confuse things, and other third-party vendors supplying financial service products. These include an incident directly related to a critical vulnerability in the Move It IT, Move It or Move IT transfer web application, as well as other attacks unrelated to Move IT, Move It. I don't know which is the preferred one. I tend to go between the two. Now, the NCUA is asking credit unions to be vigilant in protecting their data and operations from all threats, including ransomware, phishing, or social engineering leading to business email compromises and distributed denial of services attacks. They urge all credit unions and associated entities to take immediate and comprehensive action to protect their system, sensitive data, and the financial well-being of their members. And the NCUA also recommends several mitigation steps. These are really common to general good security practice and hygiene, but those can be found in the article linked in the show notes. Security Affairs reports the number of ransomware attacks are talking, attacking ransomware attacks targeting Finland has increased fourfold since the country began the process of joining NATO in 2023. Now, this news was reported by Recorded Future News, which interviewed Sally Palman, the Deputy Director for Finland's National Cybersecurity Center, NCSC. Finnish officials believe that the surge in the number of attacks is politically motivated. Vladimir Putin had issued multiple warnings that Russia would respond in kind if NATO set up military infrastructure in Finland after they joined the alliance. In June, the Finnish government expelled nine diplomats from the Russian embassy in Helsinki and accused them of cyber espionage from Moscow. In October 2022, the Finnish Security Intelligence Services, SUPO, warned of a highly likely intensification of cyber espionage activities conducted by Russia-linked threat actors across the winter, over winter. At the time, SUPO, SUPO, pointed out that NATO, that membership will make the country a privileged target for Russian intelligence and influence operations. Now, the intelligence agency did state that a cyber threats to Finland's critical infrastructure has increased in both physical and cyber environments as a result of the Russian inf- invasion of Ukraine. These malicious activities could potentially paralyze infrastructure operations with unpredictable consequences. And perhaps related to this, InfoSecurity magazine says that a leading Spanish research institute has become the latest organization in the country to come under cyber attacks from Russia after a weeks-long DDoS campaign that appears to be geopolitically motivated. Local reports claim that prolific hacktivist group No Name 057 is responsible for the DDoS blitz, which impacted at least 72 websites between July 19th and 30th of 2023. Banks, telecom providers, media and tourism companies are thought to have been affected by the attacks, which followed a trip by Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez to Kiev, in which he expressed his government's support for Ukraine. Victim websites included La Mancola, the official residence of the PM, hope I'm pronouncing that right, the Constitutional Court, 
the ministries of justice and territorial policy and minist the ministry of defense agency is DEFE. Again, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now, no name 057 has been linked to previous attacks on organizations in Ukraine, allies, Poland and Lithuania, as well as presidential candidates competing in the Czech Republic. Although DDoS attacks are relatively benign, they can have a significant economic impact on organizations dependent on their websites to drive sales. They remain a favorite tactic of hacktivists as ready available tools make launching attacks relatively cheap and easy. From Security Magazine, Business travel threats are dynamic. They're neither cons constant nor consistent. They change for many reasons. And when a threat is identified or the capabilities of the threat expand, they're often referred to as emerging threats. How to identify and manage them is the difference between strategic safety planning and hopeful complacency. Threats can attack, affect travelers, their plans, and business objectives. Security professionals cannot alter or eliminate threats, but since vulnerable targets such as business travelers are attractive to threats, security teams can reduce the vulnerabilities of the traveling workforce by mitigating their vulnerabilities with specific procedures, behavior modification, and training that specifically addresses the threat. By understanding the characteristics of this threat, a security planner can lessen the asset's exposure to the, to the threat, lowering the risk associated with it. Security professionals quantify the level of risks, or attempt to, and the organization's leadership selects a specific level of risk tolerance. Pretty basic stuff there. So one common example from the list um, that is located, this article is in the show notes, a city may have had bad roads with no streetlights. This makes driving at night a threat and creates a higher level of risk. This threat is clearly identified, unlit roads. The vulnerability is limited vision. The convergence of a roadway threat and a vulnerable vision impaired traveler creates a higher level of risk. A policy of no night driving does not eliminate the threat, but rather mitigates the vulnerability of not being able to see while driving, thus lowering the overall risks. For some essential steps to take, again, check out the list, which is in the show notes. And again, this is from securitymagazine.com. The software supply, supply chain encompasses the entire life cycle of a software product from its conception and its development to its distribution and deployment. We know this. It involves a complex network of suppliers, vendors, developers, integrators, and users making it susceptible, thank you, Monday, to many potential threats. Now, one of the key challenges in the software supply chain is the growing reliance on third-party components and dependencies, especially in open-source software. This is a huge threat, huge risk. While those components can accelerate development and innovation, they also introduce new risks. A single vulnerable component can cascade into widespread vulnerabilities, affecting countless applications and systems. We've seen this many times before. Certainly, SolarWinds is one of the more prominent ones that people still reference. Now, HelpNet Security presents parts of previously recorded videos from experts in the field that explore the critical topic of software supply chain security. The link to that article, which then has the links to those videos, if you're interested in pursuing that further, is in the show notes. 
On Friday, I, I was privileged to help welcome Dr. Joyce Heems as the new Dean of the Middle Tennessee State University Jennings A. Jones College of Business. Now, I serve on their Information Systems and Advisory Board, and so I'm very excited about what the future holds for cybersecurity students at Middle Tennessee State University. Go Blue! Finally, got a list for you. This is an opinion list from a Forbes contributor, Forbes advisor. And I thought you might find it interesting and in that there's a little bit of information associated with this list for each of the items. And this is the eight best cybersecurity certifications of 2023. So the list, I'm just going to read them, but each one of these has a summary the estimated time to complete and the professionals who it may benefit. So if you're wondering what is a good certification to pursue at this stage in my career, you might want to check out this list. So the eight that are listed on here, um, CompTIA Security Plus, Microsoft, Microsoft Certified Security Compliance and Identity Fundamentals, Certified Information Systems Security Professional, CISSP, Certified Information Security Manager, the CISM. Certified Information Systems Auditor, the CISA. GIAC Security Essentials Certification, GSEC. Certified Ethical Hacker, CEH. And the Logistical Operations CyberSec First Responder, CFR 410. So again, if you're interested in those, it's a good summary that kind of tells about the similarities and the differences and depending upon where you want to go in your career, um, it gives you some guidance with regards to that. And I thought it was worthy to share with you this fine Monday morning. Finally, coming up tomorrow, we have a great discussion with Robert Pierre. He is passionate about creating an information technology system to be as frictionless as possible for the end users while still maintaining a level of security and privacy just beyond just mandated compliance requirements to the level of truly protecting the data of people and organizations stored at rest or in transit from that system. So in this great discussion, we talk about prepping for and taking the CISSP exam, kind of a timely topic given the list that I just shared, pivoting careers as that's one of the things that he's done. He's changed midstream, interesting insights in that and also about following God's path for us in our careers and in our lives. And that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful Monday, a great rest of the week, and as always, stay secure.